Welcome everybody to the Think Different Podcast. That's right, we are back again for another episode here at the Think Different Podcast and with two former Apple retail employees here with over 20 years of amazing experience. And we are going to do a change today. Uh oh, it's getting dark. Oh, it lit back up again. Yes, my lights were going out, but because of the power of, of God and prayer, they came right back on. My name is Will. I'm TLD, the former Apple Splash's creative engineers, and of course, professional wrestler. And of course, this is sponsored by WV Productions because I need you people to get some wedding videos done by me. But I'm not alone. I'm with a man that no longer works in this world. He is the former Apple creative, retired book publisher, soccer mom recorder, Jurassic Park owner, black coffee drinker, Gerald number 12, the retirement home president, the keto trout drummer himself, Mr. Frank's Funk, is here as well. Hello, 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 everybody. Yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited about the new format that we're uh, yes. introduced today. So. so before we get started, this will never go away. We always got to get our Zevia going here. Mm. I won ten dollars in Atlantic City last night. That's right. I'm a winner. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Wow, good. Paid for the parking, baby. So we're good to go. <laughs> but the parking. You don't have a card? I have a card. Remember, we don't go to the casino like you do every Thursday. Okay. I oh, okay. stay. I actually have to work. You know. So you stay. Oh, home. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please. I know. The brain cells are going. <laughs> But we're going to be doing a little bit different on the podcast because we decided that on our YouTube channel right now, the most popular video we have is numbers. In fact, if you look, Apple numbers, Apple, you know, learn numbers, anything about numbers regarding Apple, basically the man, the legend Frank, has the top video on YouTube regarding training and learning about Apple numbers, which is tremendous. So we thought you can hear news and other things there's so many podcasts you can get that from. Although Apple did a great quarter, uh, which, you know, if you haven't yeah. read, but we're a little behind on it. But basically, Apple killed it in the corner, selling so many Macs, what, 25% more Macs than they normally do, which is an incredible number. I told you people would buy it, and, and they're still behind three months trying to get these yeah. uh, MacBook Pros out. But the bottom line is the podcast format is going to change. From now on, what we're going to be doing is tutorials. We're actually going to give you audio tutorials that will also work with our video tutorials on our YouTube. So if you watch our YouTube channel, we will have the full training part of the video. If you listen to the podcast, you will get our thoughts before and after the video. So the format will be changing regarding park podcasts going forward. Frank made this amazing keynote, which we're going to talk about today, all about the Apple ID and iCloud, because I can't tell you, and Frank, you, we have had stories at the Apple store oh, yeah. of people who came in, don't understand what an Apple ID is, don't understand how iCloud works. And you made this incredible keynote that will explain it. So can you tell your audience a little bit about what inspired you to create this keynote? Well, those very comments that you said, people, um, especially people that are coming new into Apple, okay, um, they're, they really don't necessarily know what an Apple ID is. And um, we would always get that question in the store. And so what I decided to do was to put together this keynote. It's, it features the keynote application. So that's that's one thing that people may want to look at, which we're going to do videos on later. And um, to touch on what an Apple ID is and some 
pieces of iCloud. Another video, another tutorial we're going to do a little bit later on is is um, all of the features within Apple iCloud and their Apple services. Mm -hmm. So that's something to look forward in the future. Yep. But hopefully this will clear up uh, some questions people may have about an Apple ID. Yeah, so we're going to go through a couple steps. We're going to talk about the Apple support app as well as the Apple ID, what to do, what not to do, as well as a little bit more on iCloud. So what we're going to do now is take it to the video portion uh, on our YouTube channel. But if you listen to us here on the podcast, there is an audio version, and you can absolutely follow along even in the audio version. So let's take it to Frank right now talking about the iCloud and the Apple ID. So what is an Apple ID? Well, an Apple ID is your account with Apple. It requires, it, it is required for everything you do with your Apple devices, Macs, phones, iPads, everything. It enables your iCloud on all of your devices. Any purchases within the Apple infrastructure requires an Apple ID your Apple support, and your Apple services. Uh, Apple services we'll talk about a little bit, um, and we'll hopefully get into another video where I'll explain more in more detail. What's the criteria for your Apple ID? Well, your ID should be an active email address, uh, emphasis on active. The password should be at least eight characters, with at least one uppercase and at least one numeric. And now probably I would uh, suggest using a special character as well. However, some special characters you, I would not recommend using are spaces and periods. Um, they, they are considered special characters, but I would not use them because sometimes you hit the space bar numerous times and then you forget how many times you hit it, and periods are a little difficult to see. It's imperative that you remember your password. So write it down, put it in a book, wherever you feel comfortable with it, as long as it's not taped to your screen. Um, now, I also suggest using an iCloud email, a Yahoo, or a Gmail email address. Now, again, no one at Apple has access to your password. I would not recommend using a carrier or a cable email only because your phone carrier or your cable company may change and then your email address is going to change. And then you would have to go into Apple support and modify that. So in order to avoid that, use an email address that is outside of your phone carrier or your cable, meaning an iCloud, a Yahoo, or Gmail, or any of the others that are available. What should I do if my email changes? Well, the first thing if your email changes in the event that you didn't listen to the prior one, you set up a call with Apple support. You can go to www.apple.com support. Apple support will call you at your convenience, or you can work through it over the phone if you want to wait. Apple support should be your first contact for any issue with Apple products and services. You can also use the Apple support app. Now on your phone, if you go to the app store, you can download the app from the store. It's a, as you can see on the screen, it's a dark blue icon with an Apple in the upper right-hand corner. 
and you can get help with any of your Apple products that are registered under your Apple ID. You can use the new Apple support app by clicking on it and going down, selecting Apple ID, as you can see here on the screen. Then you can select the, uh, select the support item, meaning you forgot your password, security questions, disable the Apple ID, iCloud, FaceTime, whatever the case may be. You can follow the instructions right on screen with any of those items. It's very convenient. Now, if you want to reset your password, you can go through that. Now, notice on here it says talk to us now or schedule a call. Now, what's nice about this is if, if, if you want to hang on the line, it'll tell you approximately how long the wait is. Now, the second one is more important to me, is so schedule a call. You can schedule a call with your Apple support person. They are Apple employees. It's not an outside service. And then... Um, you can pick the day and the time that's most convenient to you. To me, that's a big plus. Saves you a lot of time in the long run. All right, let's talk a little bit about iCloud. So, what does iCloud do for you? Each Apple ID gets 5 gigabytes of free storage space for backups. If you have multiple devices using the same Apple ID, they will share that five gigabytes. Now, I want to say right up front, computers do not back up to iCloud uh, in and of themselves. There are some ways to get important stuff backed up to iCloud, but we'll talk about that later. So iCloud, it'll sync your contacts, your calendars, your iCloud mail, not your Yahoo and Gmail and others, and notes across all your devices. You can store files in your iCloud drive and access them from any computer. You can access your information from iCloud.com on any computer, whether it's a Mac or a Windows PC. What do I need to know about iCloud backups. Once you turn on your iCloud backups and settings, the mobile device will backup automatically when it is connected to Wi-Fi and plugged into power. If you get a new device or have one replaced, you can restore from your iCloud backup and everything that was on your old device will be sent to your new one. The key here is the Apple ID and the password. You need to know your Apple ID, and your password. I can't emphasize that enough. What if I use all of my 5 gigabytes of the free storage? Well, you can purchase additional at the following rates. 50 gigabytes for 99 cents a month. 200 gigabytes for $2.99 a month. 2 terabytes for $9.99 a month. Now, just a year or so ago, one terabyte was $9.99, two terabytes was $19.99. So this has since been reduced in price. Very convenient. So let's talk quickly about your logging in from any computer in iCloud.com. You just type in iCloud.com on the web browser. You'll be presented with a sign-on page. Put in your Apple ID and your password. Again, very important. Once you log in, let's think of the iCloud as an umbrella. And under that umbrella, you have the following items. 
you have your iCloud email, your contacts, calendars, photos, iCloud Drive, notes, reminders, pages, numbers, and Keynote, and Find My iPhone, which really is probably now renamed to Find My Devices. But we'll talk about mail. Mail will be your iCloud mail, not Yahoo, not Gmail. Your contacts are any contacts that you have synced to your phone will be synced to iCloud and across all your devices. Your calendars, the same thing. Now, I tend to use just the applications on the iPhone. I don't use, uh, let's say, Google Contacts or Facebook Contacts or any of that. I tend to just use the iCloud. Now, it gets a little bit more confusing if you use others to be uh, synchronized, but we can talk about that later iPhoto, your photos, all of your photos you take on your phone can be loaded into iCloud. Your iCloud Drive, any files that you create on a Mac or any of your other devices, if you store them in your iCloud Drive, will always be available from any device. And that's where I was saying um, it's kind of getting around backing up your computer at home. Notes, very handy. Any quick notes. Uh, you have across all of your devices. It's very nice. Reminders, the same thing. Pages, numbers, and Keynote, they are the um, word processor, the spreadsheet, and the presentation package. They are all available on through the web. It's very nice. And Find My Phone is any of your devices that you um, have misplaced. You can go to Find My Phone. You can send a sound to it. You can see if it's on a network. You can see where it is. If it has been stolen, you can shut the device down. Very, very handy. Um, now, I know I went through this relatively quickly, about 10 minutes. Um, I'm, we're going to follow this up with some additional information uh, in following videos. The iCloud Photo Library, we're going to talk about this quickly. It stores all your photos in iCloud from all of your Apple devices with the same Apple ID, your Macs, your phones, your iPads, your iPods. You have access to all of your photos from all of your devices anywhere. And it will store a thumbnail on your phone, for example, and it will download the full version of the photo when you're connected to Wi-Fi to review. Now, you can also If you delete a photo from any of your devices, it deletes it from iCloud. Don't think of I, your iCloud photo library as a safety deposit box, okay? You can view all your photos and your videos and everything from any of your devices, but if you delete a photo from any of your devices, it will delete it from iCloud. Now, when you delete a photo or video or anything from iCloud fo from photos, it'll put it into a folder called recently deleted. It will stay there for 30 days in the event that you need to recover it. Or you can go into that folder and delete everything immediately. It all depends what you want to do. And you can also optimize the space on your iPhone, as where I mentioned earlier, that you can uh, have a thumbnail version of the photo on your phone. And when you tap on it, when you're connected to the network, it'll download the full resolution version. 
Um, it's a good way. Now, I mean, I have over about 9,000 photos on my phone, okay, with including videos and stuff. So that is um, – and it's a good way to optimize the space on your phone. So 20 gigabytes can store roughly 1,651 pictures, assuming 12 megapixels per photo. Now, the raw photo format will take up much more. Um, is iCloud Photo Library for you? Well, you have to weigh the pros and cons of it. Now, hopefully I've given you some information that will help you make that decision, but you're the only one that can really uh, answer that question. Man, I went through all my Zevia after that tutorial there, Frank. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of me, too. It took a lot of Zevia out of me. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about what we just reviewed. So the first thing I have to say, the, the main part of an Apple ID that I hated the most, and that you brought a very good point up, is using your cable at, provider as your email for your Apple ID. Because, number one, if you change providers, you're screwed um, right, right away. Um, I right. definitely have seen less of that. I haven't been, obviously, I haven't worked in the Apple Store in a while, so I don't know what people chose. But that was a common thing that I know that I suggested was that, that people would have their Verizon, their OptOnline, and then the provider, they left it, and that I, and the email doesn't work anymore. Then you have no way to change it because you can't right. reset your you can't reset <clears throat> your stuff. Yes. Now, what I didn't mention, though, maybe we can mention here, is that um, you can still use the front portion of that let's say verizon it could be will at verizon.com mm -hmm. you can still use the will portion and then at if you, you could say use an iCloud mm -hmm. you can because if you're buying a new product you can just create an iCloud ID right on the new product. Right. So it can be the same portion but again like I said in, in the uh, tutorial you gotta remember your password. Yeah. It's Apple does not have that password. Yep. Nobody in Apple has access to it. Mm. And, and again, one of the big things is uh, Apple's privacy. The whole part of their infrastructure is based on privacy. Yep. So, One thing I will also mention that wasn't really brought up was two-factor authentication. That is a major way to help reset your password with two-factor authentication. Reason why is because if you have your password set up on your iPhone or iPad or Mac, and you want to do the reset password feature inside of Apple ID, you will have to go through a lot less steps to worry about it. Back in the day, Apple would have you do a, a birthday and then three questions, but your questions you had to answer correctly. That includes like, let's say you say, where were you born? If you said Brooklyn, where I was born, and but you put Brooklyn, New York, it's wrong. You know, even though yeah. you, and it's, it's all about how you wrote it. sensitive as well. Yeah, it was, they were, I, I, I don't know if they were case sensitive. Yeah, they were, they are. They might have <laughs> been, there was no real answer on that, but they could have been. But I would have to test that. But the bottom line is, don't do it that way. If two-factor authentication has not been turned on, I strongly recommend it. As long as you have two Apple devices, you should be fine. I would say yes. if you have one, it's a little bit harder, but two is definitely, you definitely need to have it on. That's for sure. And, and another thing to add on top of that, which again was not brought up, was family sharing. How you can now share your right. Apple ID with other people under one umbrella. 
Well, there was there's a reason I didn't bring that up because there are so many facets of, to family sharing that alone. That, yes, uh, mm-hmm. that that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about when we right. do the next one on uh, Apple services. Right, and the ma- and the major point uh, bringing up with the iCloud is if you turn everything on, your life is just so much better if you just have everything. Oh, on. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, you're making it so much harder if you don't turn on everything. Yep. Uh, it, it, yeah, the infrastructure and- is is so nice, and and you know I kind of talked about it briefly in the video. Was, um, well, I do. I like to keep my life simple. So if Apple has an application that does the same thing as some other application, I'll use the Apple one. Even though some people would say, "Well, it's not as good as this or that," I don't care. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's going to get better, and it works seamlessly. I never have to worry about conflicts and it crashing and stuff like that. So, and that's the main reason that I go with those products that are tried and true in the Apple infrastructure. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say too, regarding like the keychain as an example, I love Apple keychain. The problem is the moment you leave to go to a different web browser, it kind of becomes pointless because then you have to open up a separate app to see the password where something like one password can link across different platforms. You can right. go on Safari, right. you can go on Chrome. Um, so there, like, especially now that I work in an environment where Chrome is necessary for my workflow, considering I'm working on a Windows and a Mac, and I don't have, you know, we don't use Safari as our browser. Right, right. You know, I have to work with that system. And it the passwords that I store, as far as my keychain goes, are not going to transfer over to Chrome. So, you know, there's there are some pros and cons to it. It's just that if you're really in the Apple ecosystem where you're, you're using all the Apple devices you're supposed to be using regarding iCloud, then you have a great experience. But if you yes. go outside that, yeah, it's not going to be as easy for you. But you have, right. but there are work, there are ways to work around it. So, yeah. So um, I think it's a good start, though. Honestly, it's a great start. Um, you know, especially like if you want to use the iCloud Photo Library, which I made a big mistake back in the day of kind of switching that on and off based on my storage amount, and I actually lost a lot of photos, like in 2013, like 12, mm-hmm. like 10, like 11. I don't have as many photos as I should. Uh, yeah. So that stinks. So, but don't like again. Don't mess it. No, don't mess around with it. Bottom line. Yeah. And and pick one and stick with the, it. The storage space is so cheap, and that's what I'll get into. Uh, some of those same questions you know, with the Apple services. Um, I did mention that the two terabytes is nine ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Now I know people say ten dollars a month. Well, Google's free. Well, yeah, you know there are some downsides to that as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about those. But uh, in an upcoming one, we're going to talk about those Apple services and uh, how you can uh, bundle them together, make a better price than if you bought them individually and um, kind of build for the future. Because let's face it, the more people that use the two terabyte, then they're going to offer something else. Like I said in the video that uh, one terabyte was uh, nine ninety nine. Not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's two terabytes for nine ninety nine. So uh, I don't think that it's going to do anything but grow. Yep, and then that can also tie into Apple One, which also gives you a yep. discount in a way, especially if you subscribe to more Apple services. Yep. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a good starting point for everybody. It really gives you a clear idea of an Apple ID and an iCloud just to starting off. And there's so many ways you could break it down. I mean, you could have a whole series on iCloud. Like you could do four episodes. Oh yeah. On iCloud, yeah, which you are going to do anyway, but that's yeah. just something to know, everybody, that we're going to keep going down this path, and we want feedback. We want to know if you like this idea of this new format where we're staying a little bit away from what's going on in the Apple news world, stick it to more to training. Uh, that's really what I think we wanted to do in the first place was to teach from right. where we came from an Apple store and that both of us were creatives, and this is what we did every day was teach people how this worked. Um, and many people's lives are probably much easier, uh, the fact that we taught them all this. And um, like I said earlier, any questions, uh, dro drop them uh, on the YouTube channel, and yep. um, you know we'll 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 try to respond to them. Yeah, I, we do respond to every one of them. By the way, I'm not that's not an exaggeration. So please go check out our YouTube on this particular video if you want to see the visual of it uh a breakdown of the keynote ask us any questions in the air we have answered every single question that comes through on our platform or at least given us a thank you for listening to us we appreciate it we're growing numbers every day hey once we hit that 1000 we're gonna have a party cannot party, wait to, huh? and that means we can start making some money from the channel that's right yeah We'll get some free Zevia for everybody. To oh, my God. Zevia could finally be a sponsor. <laughs> so on that note, I'm Will TLD, the owner of WV Productions. Hire me for your next wedding. That is Frank, the Jurassic Park owner. Although those damn dinosaurs got out, we have to get them all back into that park. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us here at the Think Different Podcast. And I love every single one of you. Take care, guys.